thank you for joining us again. We're so excited that you're here. You know what? We've had such great episodes. I've been going over the last ones. And, you know, I, I, I learn things even when I'm teaching them. We're learning them with you. So I'm so glad you joined us. Thank you so much. Make sure you get a pen, notebook, your Bible, whatever you use um, to, to take notes. Because I know for me, when I hear things, if I write them down, I'm able to go back and, and you know, just check them out. What about you, babe? How do you, how do you study, do your study time? The, the pen always remembers more than the mind yes, sometimes. Yes, and so I think it's good to be prepared because there's something that God can speak to you right now and you write it down. And there'll be a moment when that word just activates and mm -hmm. it's right when you need it. And, you know, and, um, and what's so awesome about, you know, this episode that we're beginning today, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Pentecost, what it's all about. And man, we just can't have come off some amazing yes. uh, uh, conferences. Yes. You know, we just had our Redline Men's Conference, just had the Accelerate Women's Conference, mm -hmm. greatest conferences we've ever done. Yeah. You and, know, I really think that they were the greatest ones we've done because, you know, what we set our mind to it, we be, we put up a, a vision, we said this is what we want, we spoke it, we read it we did everything that we can to prepare ourselves for a greater and you know we set up a we set a goal a vision of uh, how many people we wanted and we didn't quite meet it this time but we were double what we were Close. alive yeah. yeah we were double but we didn't quite meet our goal but that's okay because you know what you you don't say oh we didn't have a great thing we say we had a we had a greater one and so i'm just excited about what god's going to be doing yeah you know because it's a beautiful season right now for the body of christ um regarding you know the day of pentecost it's important for us to understand you know what led up to that because jesus showed up and for you know the three years of his ministry mm -hmm. you know uh when he got his disciples and and was working all these miracles you know um that you read about in the bible it was all preparation for where we're at right now and so he started uh telling his disciples hey there's some changes that are coming i'm gonna be leaving but i'm sending you someone else that's gonna be with you and be in you and I think that it's important for us to understand the stage that he was setting because it makes you value the importance of the person of the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Because think about it, um, you know, there's a life that God wants us to live, but it's a, it's a life that he wants to empower to where Jesus said, I'm going, but you're going to do even greater things. Yeah, and I think it's in every area of our life. I think people, uh, and you know, just in my opinion, you know, when it comes to speaking in tongues or what happened on the day of Pentecost, it's more when we go to church or when we're going to pray, we're going to speak in tongues. When when we need something, instead of involving the Holy Spirit in every area of your life, every area, your marriage, your children, your school, if you're in school right now, whatever, you know, whatever situation you are in life, whether you're a mom or a, a single mom or a wife, whatever it means, the Holy Spirit is there to guide us for everything. He, he sent him to us for every area. And when we use that power that he's given us, it's not just for to be in church. It's not just when we're in prayer. It's for every area of our life. It, it makes for me, I don't know about you, but for every area of my life, when I just feel like uh, um, I need that, that power, which we need it in every area, it just helps me so much more to know that he's involved in that. Yeah, you know, because I, I think that, there's a lot of people that have experienced, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have a lot of churches, and I'm not exaggerating, in this day that we're living in that, um, man, they're totally pushing 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit aside. You have Pentecostal churches that are no longer being Pentecostal. And that's how they started. Yeah, and 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 the the problem is that they think that, oh man, if you speak in tongues, you're gonna be freaking people out. You know, people are gonna be tripping out on your church and and they've become so seeker friendly that if they are Pentecostal, it's something that you do, like what you said, it's something you do in a back room or in somebody's home, but it's not something you put front and center in the church. But the Bible is very clear that the baptism of the Spirit, that speaking in tongues, is a sign for the unbeliever. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot, I mean, obviously this is a huge topic, yes. but let's go ahead and let's just jump right in. Let's, let's begin in uh, Mark chapter 16. If you got your Bibles, I'm giving you plenty of time to do that. Mark chapter 16, um, in verse 15 through 20, you know, th this was some of the last words that Jesus spoke before he was taken into heaven. Um, and it's referred to as the Great Commission. And I've learned that the last words somebody speaks are usually the most important words. You know, before you, you know, you would leave somewhere, your mother or your father would say, hey, you know, I want you to dump the trash or wash the dishes. And, and that was usually the first thing they wanted to know you did when they came back. And right here, Jesus is giving us this instruction. So let's just go ahead and jump in there and let's read it. And he said unto them, verse 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So these are things that should be mm -hmm. accompanying us mm -hmm. as we move forward. He says, In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Now, this is what Jesus told them. But then it says this is what happened as they responded to him. Notice it was a command. He wasn't saying pray about it. He said, I'm telling you to go. It says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, the disciples, and preached everywhere. Look at this. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Mm. You know, as I was studying this uh, portion of scripture out um, years ago, you know, we realized that any words that you find in, you know, your Bible, uh, especially the King James that are italicized, means that those words were added, mm. you know, uh, by the person that was translating it. And they, they took that liberty because they thought that they were going to bring out a fuller meaning. Mm. And when you read this, you know, you see the word them in verse 20 is italicized. And really what it says right here, when you take that word out and you see what he was saying, was that the Lord, that they went forth, the disciples, after they heard him, they obeyed his instruction and they preached everywhere, like he said, going to all the world. And the Lord worked with and confirmed the word with mm. signs following. He was working with the disciples, but the thing that God works with in any believer's life, he works with the word, mm -hmm. the things that he spoke to them to do. And so we know that this foundation has to be there. He was sending them to change the world, and he instructed them that there are certain things that should accompany you wherever you go. Mm -hmm. Devils should flee. We know that uh, Jesus was preparing the stage you know, for the promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And I mean, you think about it. Um, if you were one of his disciples and he's telling you, you've been following him for three years, you gave up everything to follow him. You were there when he was popular and you were there when the popularity was going away. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm leaving. I mean, how would you feel? Well, in a natural, I'd be like, you just got here. Where are you going? <laughs> like, but we just 
started. And, and you got us all riled up and now you're leaving. That's what I, honestly, in the natural, I would think that. I probably would. I would say, no, don't go. Or I would say, please take me with you. You know, I wouldn't want to be here without him, you know? Yeah, and you know, and Jesus, he knew, he knew they were going to be thinking the same yeah. thing. And he gave them a promise. Gosh, you put me on the spot there. I never thought, what would I think? You know, I guess, you know, you're you're with this, this, this man that is, God and you're there and all of a sudden he's leaving you I think I'd be travailing and just be but some of them they turned their back on him after they were they saw everything for three years and then they just yeah and, and, wow. and you know and it's sad you know but he knew that he knew that there was going to be a variety of thoughts and emotions that they were going to experience mm -hmm. and so he promised them that he was sending another. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. He said, I might be leaving, but I'm sending someone to be with you. And so he promised the coming of the Holy Spirit. This was all leading up to Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And so if you turn over to John chapter 14, why don't you, why don't you read this, love? Okay. John chapter 14, uh, verse 15 through 21. Okay. Um, to 21? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll break it down. Go ahead and start reading in verse 15. Okay, just stop me if you need me to. Okay. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Now stop right there. Oh, I love that. I will not leave you comfortless. Because he just read, he, he, he's drawn, what do you say? He goes, if I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto me. He, there were things that he told them uh, to prepare them. And even God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, was revealing things to the disciples. Remember when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And what did Peter say? He said, man, he goes, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Mm -hmm. Come on, that was the Father. Mm -hmm. And right here, he's telling them, if, if you love me, you know, you're going to obey my commandments. You're going to stick to the word. Because how many of Jesus is the word? Yes. You know, John chapter 1. And he tells them that the Father is going to sense, you know, the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit. He's the one that leads us and guides us and takes us into truth that we've known, truth that is, and truth that will be revealed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what his position is. But notice right here he said this, the world can't receive him because it doesn't see him. Mm. See, there, Jesus said there's going to come a time when I'm not going to be here. Mm -hmm. He says, you believe because you see. Mm -hmm. He said, but man, think about those that are going to believe that have never seen. Oh, wow. And this is, what, so, this is one of the reasons why I think people are challenged when it comes to understanding the Holy Spirit is that we have this seeing is believing mentality, this mm -hmm. sense, knowledge, faith. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, you know, uh, they have to touch it. They have to be able to, they have to, they believe what their senses reveal to them. And the best analogy that I've ever heard when it comes to the Holy Spirit is someone referred to the wind. I think it was Billy Graham. He said, you know what? He goes, you oh, can't yeah. see the wind, but you can see the effects That's of the right. wind. That's you know, right. you can see trees blowing and move that you can see them moving and it's not it's it's the wind even though you can't see it and it's the same thing with the holy spirit you might not be able to see the holy spirit in the form of a person but you can definitely see the effects mm -hmm. of the holy spirit upon a person's That's life right. and in different situations you can feel him when he's when you need him and when you're you're just you can feel him the minute you call upon him mm -hmm. the minute you you just 
you just need to say his name and you just you can feel that you can feel that comfort just coming when you're in in times of trouble when you're in travailing. I don't I can tell you countless times when I just felt like I needed to be comforted. I needed that peace in my life. And I just called on the Lord and I just felt that, you know, I felt that, um, I remember feeling him when I needed a healing and physically feeling him, you know, I I remember those things and, and those aren't things that are made up. Those aren't things that, that, uh, I needed to see. I just needed to feel it, you know, even not need, I just needed to know it and I knew it. And I, because I knew it, I felt it, you know, yeah, well, he always shows up. He does. You know, you know when you make him happy. You know when you grieve him. Yes. I mean, you 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 come in that relationship with the Holy Spirit, and you recognize when his presence come when his oh, presence yeah. comes. You recognize his presence is with you, mm-hmm. and people will too. Yes. You know, and Jesus, he understood. He was the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of our peace, and he told them, "I'm my peace I give you." He goes, I don't take it away. And he came to bring them comfort. He comforts us by his word, by what he plans on doing. And, and, and he lets them know. And this is what's so powerful about verse 18. He says, I'm, he gets them telling them, I'm going, but the Father's going to send the comforter to you, the spirit of truth. He says in verse 18, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That word comfortless literally means I will not leave you orphans. Mm. The word comfortless wow. means orphans. He says, I'm not going to leave you orphans. Wow. He's like, I might be going somewhere, but I'm going. And we know he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Wow. My father's house has many mansions. Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's working on that. He says, but while I'm there at the right hand of the father, preparing mm-hmm. you for heaven, he says, I am sending the Holy Spirit so that you know that you have not been abandoned, mm-hmm. that I am with you. And so it's a the, powerful thing. The passage translation says in John 14, 18, it says, I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. Mm. Wow. Um, in verse 19, he says, yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you see me because we see him through the eye of faith. Mm-hmm. Because I live, you shall live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. Mm. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Hmm. He's letting them know, I'm going away, but I'm coming back. But then I'm going to have to leave you again. But the Holy Spirit, he's, he's going to be here with you because he's going to make sure that the word that I give you, the commands that you keep, that word that you hold on to, remember, he told us to keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. He says, he's going to manifest me, amen, to you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Wow. The Holy Spirit doesn't come to manifest himself. Mm. The Holy Spirit comes to manifest who Jesus is. Oh, that's good. Read what it says right there in verse 25 and 26, if you don't mind. Oh, that. These things that have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, and peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, look at this. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He said, he's going to be the one to continue to teach you. Mm-hmm. Amen. The things that are of me, he's going to reveal those things mm-hmm. to you. You know, because he'd been their teacher. He'd been their rabbi. He'd been their master. You know, he, he, he was the one that was, 
you know, schooling them for those three years, you know, took them from being fishermen to being world changers, you know, and they didn't realize the, the responsibility that was getting ready to drop on them. He just commissioned them, you know, he's commissioned them to go into the whole world to change it. But he also knows the power that I'm operating in, I'm getting ready to drop that same power on you in a way that you've never known. Mm -hmm. And we know this, that when the Holy Ghost comes, you cannot remain the same person. Mm -hmm. You can't. You, you can't. You can't. It, it, he changes the atmosphere and things. You know, the situation changes. I know for me, for the scripture, uh, and he will bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I know there's a lot of people that can, that kid, you know, memorize a bunch of scriptures and memorize their addresses and, and you. I mean, I just, if I need a scripture, I, I know I have 500 Bible apps in here, you know, and I have 500 apps, but I don't do that. I first ask you because yeah. you just, you have this like memory and it's amazing that God did that because you were so fried on drugs that God did that for you. But yeah. I, I ask you, and then if that, then you're like, okay. And then if you're struggling for a minute, you always know the book, you just, you know, um, but for me, I read, I read my Bible, I listen, I do those things. But sometimes I'm in a situation and I know that there's a scripture for it. I know that there's something. But you see, the Holy Spirit isn't going to bring into remembrance what the Bible says if you haven't read it and it's not in your spirit. You have to you have to read the word and get that in you. And he brings into remembrance those things that you've studied. Mm -hmm. And so there's times that I've said, Holy Spirit, help me, you know, bring into remembrance what I think. And man, he just, he just tells me and he reminds me where it's at. And, and even uh, for me, I don't know about for you, but for me, when the Holy Spirit brings things to my remembrance, it's not always, oh, it's in John 14, 25. It's always, this is what it says. And he, mm -hmm. and he brings it and right away. I know in any situation that remembrance has come, you yeah. know? And so well, I, yeah, I love and, that. And, and also, you know, what's amazing is that there's stuff that you've never known that the spirit of truth will reveal yes, to you. Yes. And I remember when I first got saved, a month after we were saved, I got baptized with the Holy well, Spirit. Yeah. And during that time, you remember I did a five-day fast. I had a friend of mine that was, he was lost in the world just like how I was. And, and God told me to go, uh -huh. uh, you know, go pray for him and lead him. You lead him to the Lord. And I remember sitting down with him, and he had his big old Catholic Bible out, and I had my little King James, uh, you know, Bible that I took from the hotel, and um, and we'd just sit there, and he'd be asking me questions about God. Well, what about this, Josh? What about that? And I didn't know the scriptures. I only knew John three sixteen, but I remember flipping through my Bible, and the and the Holy Ghost would would stop me and go, "It's right there," and I go, "It's right there," and it was exactly yeah. what mm -hmm. he asked. He was showing you where it was. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. The Holy Ghost was leading and guiding me oh, into absolutely. all truth. All truth. And so it's, it's a powerful thing, you know, uh, to, to yield to him and to surrender to him. And, um, you know, God wants us to be prepared to receive that mm -hmm. gift. You know, um, he wants us to have our own personal Pentecost, Pentecost experience. Yeah. And I think that you have to be open to that. You have to be open to wanting to receive what he has promised. You know? well, they don't want everything he has to offer. He they they only want the salvation, but they don't want everything else. And you can't ask, you can't want his blood to save you and salvation, and not want everything else. I mean, that's like you know when you give a, your kid a present at Christmas and they're little, 
and you know, as grandparents, we've learned this the hard way. But you know, I remember when Maddox's first birthday, I think that we spent like fifteen hundred dollars on that one little boy, and you know, he really just cared more about the packaging, you know, and and we're like. You know, I don't know what we were expecting. I think it took us all day for him to open his presents, you know. But, you know, he was a baby. But what about an adult? You you do all these wonderful things and you give him a box. And he's more interested in the outside instead of what's on the inside. You know, great, the packaging was great. But what about what's on the inside? And, and we have to receive Jesus everything. Everything. Not just the salvation. Not just that part that you're not going to go to hell now. But everything he has for us, you know. Yeah. I can't wait to be... For our next episode, so we talk about what happened on Pentecost. We yeah. talk about those things. So. Yeah. Well, you know what you expect, you're gonna experience, yeah. and that's what Jesus was doing. Was he was building up their expectation, yeah. even though he knew you're not gonna understand everything I'm telling you right now, but he was preparing them that this season is coming soon, and I want you to be ready because when it happens, you're gonna remember I told you it was gonna happen. I know we got a little bit of time left, but I just want well, to. I would like to just clarify. We still we still spend all that money on our grandkids. We just buy like big things now because yeah. uh, they're less opening, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this I want to I want to leave you guys with the final scripture, and you guys study this out in John chapter sixteen, verse five through sixteen. Jesus is speaking here again about sending us the promise of the Holy Spirit, and he goes on to say within this uh, this uh, portion of scripture, he says, "It is expedient for you that I go away." For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he comes, he will reprove the world of sin. He says, and of righteousness and of judgment. And then you jump down a few verses. It says, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. And he shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine. And he will show it unto you. This was preparation for Pentecost. And I'm telling you that you want to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. You want to receive this gift. It's the same gift as like salvation. You receive it. And so, you know, if you haven't sought the Lord about receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or you really don't understand Pentecost, watch these next few episodes because we're going to take some time, amen, to show to you what the Bible has to say, amen, about Pentecost and where it belongs in your life as a believer. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me and this beautiful wife of mine for another episode. We love you and we pray to see you guys soon. God bless.